0: Hello friends,
1: I'm Rebecca,
0: and I'm Kenton,
1: this is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. Oh boy, this is the perfect day to be outside.
0: Lovely, wow, listen to those birds, the sunshine, what a perfect day for a walk. I'm going to trudge over here. Yeah. Wow,
1: look at this. What are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm getting off the path.
1: Yeah, I kind of wanted to walk with you.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, wow, yeah, back to our walk. Oh, hmm.
1: Gosh, it's so nice to have spring and all Ooh! Oh, look sun. at
0: this over here. I'm going to go over here.
1: Hey, hey, hey. What? What is up with you? I thought we were going for a walk together. Oh,
0: you know, I woke up this morning and I thought... I want to go for a walk with you, but I also was remembering, well, do you remember when we lived in Menominee and we ran Rewild University there? Yes. Yeah, and there was that pond. And sometimes I would lay awake at night and I would realize that that pond was just a few feet off of the main path that we usually walked. Remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was right by the driveway.
0: And then I'd have these visions at night. What if instead of walking on the path, I walked just a few feet to the left.
1: You'd fall in the pond.
0: Well, you'd swim through the pond. What if I went out there at night and I swam through the pond and it was dark and murky and frightening and scary?
1: You are an unusual special person, one might say.
0: Very special. I, I did a whole video on this, though.
1: Okay, tell me about it then.
0: It's the concept of getting off our regular path.
1: Oh, the cliche off the beaten path.
0: Right, exactly. We're usually just walking on the same paths in life. I mean all of us have had that experience of, well, let's say you drive to work or you walk down this path in a park, and the first time you do it it's really new and novel and amazing. And then the four hundred and fifteenth time that you do it, you're just, you know, paying attention to the thoughts in your head. And don't even see the, well, anything that you're passing anymore.
1: that's really true. I mean, we kind of know. I feel like science tells us more and more, especially, that we really crave novelty. And that's how we, I guess, get addicted to video games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, sure. But it would be great if we could have novelty in our life. But if you look at modern life, it's kind of built around these grooved paths. Mm, We might call them ruts ruts yeah
1: yeah
0: I mean we have schedules and we have routines expectations and yeah. let's not forget
1: expectations
0: well oh, yeah lots of expectations we're told that that those routines are good and so there we are in our life trying to meet all these expectations get to work on time and well there's not really room for getting off the path
1: okay so I have to step in here <clears throat> and say obviously you're an advocate for getting off the beaten path. But what's like what's good about it?
0: Well, there's so much waiting off that beaten path. You can imagine a life where you have a sense of adventure and a sense of curiosity and exploration. Wonder. Wonder. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. If I have a sense of wonder or curiosity about life, then that takes me out of the judgmental mind mode. And when I'm out of that judgmental mind mode, I process all of life very differently. Basic example would be I meet somebody on the street and they might not look exactly the way that I think a person should look, but if I'm in judgment mode, that's it. The encounter's Mm. done, I look at them, I, I make a kind of snarky comment or I look aside and I'm done with them. But if I have curiosity in my mind, then I might explore that situation a little bit more and meet somebody really interesting. Your dad was so good at that. He would go up to people from all walks of life and introduce himself and talk with them.
1: Yeah, that was so awesome about him. And I only appreciated it later in life because when I was a child,
0: it's was like,
1: we're done grocery shopping, Dad. Can we be done with the conversation and go home and have supper? And he would just be talking. But he met so many interesting people and had so many stories. And I really did appreciate that about him.
0: Touched a lot of lives.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the end, he was giving people hibiscus flowers when he'd meet them at the park. Yeah. So I always try to imagine, what would I do if some old guy I didn't know walked up and said, hey, here's a hibiscus flower to enjoy today. It <laughs> would be pretty sweet. Uh, you know, I have to say that I can see where getting off the beaten path is interesting in nature, too, because you start to see things that you haven't seen before. And that's, I feel like, really stimulating, but I, I think it's true, as you're saying, for relationships as well, especially those that we're really close to.
0: Oh, it's so easy to get into the ruts when we're well, with our children, with our loved ones, husband, wife, partner, whoever it Co-workers. is. Co-workers. Yeah. It's, we see them every day. We imagine they look the same every day. We want them to behave pretty much the same every day. And,
1: and s- I got to interrupt you but it's a lot like walking on that park path or driving to work. Pretty soon we're left with just our thoughts because we stop paying attention to the special things and the things that stand out and all we're left with are our thoughts about the person and not actually what's going on.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there we are. We've lost a real vision of what that person is like, who they are. And then in the case of a marriage, for instance, It's no wonder that 10, 15 years down the road, we look and say, who is that person? I don't know them anymore.
1: Mm.
0: Who have they become? It's not that they've changed. We all change every day. It's that we haven't been paying attention. We haven't been aware of those changes taking place because we're just in our own minds. Following the same groove. Following the same path, the same groove every day.
1: Yeah. So getting off the beaten path with our friends, our partners, our coworkers, people in our lives, that's a good thing to do.
0: It's a really good thing. And it helps us when, well, when there is a log in the path, for instance, to see that with curiosity or judgment. If I expect my path in this path of getting together with my friend, let's say, And I'm expecting the path of that encounter to be the same as it always has. Mm. Then I get a little, well, thrown off when I see that there's a big log in the middle of that path. In other words, the friend comes and says, wow, I got to tell you, everything's changed in my life. Here's what happened. And we might not even know how to deal with that because we're so used to the ease, the comfort Mm -hmm. of that same path. But if we keep that sense of curiosity, then we're able to meet life as life comes.
1: It kind of reminds me a little bit of cold conditioning, Mm. where we intentionally (laughs) go and experience, quote, discomfort in order to really feel the contrast and feel comfort then. I feel that, I think Alan Watts talks about this, how really the one side of the bed is only warm and cozy because you just got there and then... You know, when you're ready to have something different, you need to move. It's the grass is greener sort of a thing. So how do we see the grass, the greenness of the grass on our side of the fence?
0: (laughs) Not easy, right? But I think if we start to cultivate this ability to get off the path, then we start to see the whole world differently. So, for instance, to answer your question, I walk down the same path in the park every single day. And I don't really see the trees anymore or the mushrooms or the birds. I just see the activity in my own mind. Now, if I get off the path, one thing that's going to happen is that I'm going to start to increase my nature literacy.
1: Whoa, now that's a big fancy term there. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Nature literacy is looking at nature as everything in nature you could imagine is like a letter or a punctuation mark. A mushroom is the letter C and this bird is the letter S. And once I start to be able to read that language, read those letters, they begin to put themselves together into sentences, paragraphs, stories. And suddenly I can read nature. I see it completely differently than I did if I just didn't have any of that nature literacy. Now getting off the path let's say, to do what we're going to talk about later in the episode here, the one square foot experiment. I'm going to go over, I'm going to look really carefully on the ground and explore the ground. I might start to see some things and wonder, what's that seed? What is that track? Now, I've expanded my literacy a little bit, especially if I follow up and educate myself about what I've discovered. Then, later on, when I'm walking down that path, I might find that I look over to the side here and there, or I notice a track, or I notice some seeds that I wouldn't have noticed before because they were not part of my world. They weren't part of my nature literacy.
1: Wow, that sounds kind of fun, like learning a new language and getting excited, which I have to come back to and say that novelty for us really stimulates the sense of joy and excitement of life. What is going to happen? What am I going to discover? We do start to see the curiosity and the wonder. And we can wake up each day and say, I wonder what I might see today on the path in the park. Instead of, okay, got to walk the dog. That's what I do. Go to the park, go on the path. There's suddenly a different type of relationship that's being fostered.
0: Yeah, that's it exactly. I mean, we've been walking our dog in our little forest down here every day multiple times and I know for me it's very easy to get caught into okay I'm gonna walk the dog along the same path (laughs) and get the job done
1: oh my goodness that's such a mentality
0: (laughs) rather than experience the world that I'm out in of course it's changing every single day down there especially here in the spring it's a time of all kinds of new ripening and growth and there's a wonderful example of the dogs and often the children who are very engaged the dog who are very engaged in the world they're sniffing they're running around they're looking under things they're exploring
1: eating things
0: eating things (laughs) (laughs) and that's a reminder to us as adults that as you say the world's going to be so much richer even if i just know that there are all these mysteries and wonders laying right off the path
1: Well, it's sort of a metaphor for life, this, I've got to walk the dog down the path, same thing, day in, day out, I'm just going to get her done. It's like, is that what we're doing with our lives, some of us? Okay, just going to go to work, going to do this, going to get her done. I think I, for one, want to have a life where I look back and say, oh, it was just completely filled with all sorts of interesting discoveries and moments that I wasn't expecting
0: it's part again of our world that we've created we put so much emphasis on the goal and there's nothing wrong with goals but if goals divorce us from experiencing all the treasures on the journey along the way then we've lost something so can we have a goal and explore all the wonders that we encounter on the way
1: well it's really a lens, a set of glasses, a perspective that we have to train our brains into. So I feel that this is something anybody can have if you just take a little time to say, I'm going to work towards that. And even just a little bit is going to have great rewards. In fact, I think we should talk about our action points.
0: I would love to. We have a lot of action points in this episode. Usually we do a lot more front talk and less action points, but the better, action better points are not so much back talk. <laughs> are really <laughs> the big part of this one. And so yeah, do you wanna should we plunge I gotta
1: in? say the thing.
0: Oh what what thing? it's
1: time for you to unleash your life.
0: <laughs> Since the beginning of these, you have always said that with such vitality and fervor and passion. I love that about you. I
1: really want to say it much louder and differently, but I think I would blow everybody's eardrums out. So
0: yeah, we have to keep it so that. Sometimes I think out I'll go ride. to the
1: back of the room and I can be like, "It's." I feel like a, a game <laughs> show announcer. Anyway, so what's this first one? That t- let's talk about one square foot.
0: Well, I gotta talk more about your passion first because, <laughs> oh. it's, that's what this is all about. When we, are people that look off the path, we just appreciate everything more. Mm. Life has more. Yum to it, juiciness, juiciness, yeah. And so I love that about you, Rebecca, that you cultivate oh, that. Oh, And that that's part of who you are, well, something I aspire to. Oh, hush
1: now. That's good enough. <laughs> you can tell me more later. Okay, so <laughs> I want to hear about this one square foot. And I do agree. I think these exercises we're talking about, not only will they cultivate a new perspective, but that perspective may eventually cultivate passion. Mm-hmm. And I think that doing these things, these are all mostly nature-based activities, but anything we do in nature is going to have ripples out into our other parts of our life.
0: Yes, absolutely. And this exercise takes us on an adventure that begins us in that direction. Now we call it one square foot. However, it could be one square foot. Whatever you like. Uh, anything in the metric system.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, hey, come on, most of the world's using metric. Why don't we?
0: Right. Do uh, Is ours called, am I wrong here, a vertepoix or yeah, something? Yeah,
1: that's what I thought it was called.
0: And that sounds French. Did the French start it?
1: Well, if it was a vertipoi, then it would be more like a Verdepoix because. Trois. I think the O-I is more of an, a wah sound, but I have no idea. We should look that up. That, went, this why? is not the time.
0: Why in the United States But that's States kind of here? like a one
1: square foot. See, <laughs> we're, see, we're getting into, we're asking these questions, why is this like this?
0: Yeah. Where
1: did this come from? Who thought this up?
0: <laughs> Filled with wonder.
1: Okay. So the one square foot or one square whatever it is, but something probably fairly small, not one square acre. Correct. Okay.
0: Yeah, you want to keep it kind of small. So if you imagine just a small square space, and if you step off the path, and you sit down, and well, sometimes it's nice to pick up a little stick, and then start exploring this little world here in front of you. And you can turn over leaves.
1: You can get a magnifying glass.
0: Get a magnifying glass, yeah. Look under a little piece of bark or something. and. What happens when we do this is we start discovering that even a tiny little space, and we're obviously walking by on any given path, tens and hundreds and thousands of these little spaces, but every one of these little spaces holds wonders. You're going to pick up that little piece of bark and look underneath and see, wow, there's this abandoned snail shell. Look at the stripes on it. It's really cool. I
1: love, I love finding the boochies
0: The little red
1: velvet spider mites, we call them buchis. I think that's what they call them in parts of India. Oh, and they're so cute. They're like little red walking teddy bears. They're gorgeous. Oh my goodness. It's a (laughs) whole miniature world under there. And then as you said, there's thousands upon thousands of those everywhere we walk.
0: Yeah. So if you sit down on that one square foot and you explore it for a little while, you are going to find, well, you're going to discover firsthand that this world is chock full of wonders it is so filled with amazing stuff that we're passing by constantly you could kind of do one square foot on a person mm. by really paying attention to the next minute that you're with that person mm. to look at their eyes to engage with their expressions to notice their body language see the way the sunlight is playing off their hair hear their words And you'll find that there's a lot more encased in that minute than we usually experience when we're just kind of blowing by life. and Get her done. Yeah, get her done. I
1: have two things to say. First of all, I love this exercise because it doesn't require that you be in any particular type of shape. For example, maybe you're just recovering from a shoulder surgery and you're probably not going to go walking through a rocky ravine. You can just go sit down and do this and, and you can access it. So I love that it's really accessible. Yeah. Secondly, you could take this to a city or a park or a neighborhood or almost any place and do like one, one square block. Yes. And say, okay, I've never seen this part of my town before. I'm going to walk around the block and I'm going to notice, much as you would picking up little leaves and things, what this store is and who this person is. And it's just, it's filled, it's a way to just, (laughs) there's so many discoveries. It's filled with discovery.
0: Imagine you're in an apartment in the city and you look out the window and there's an intersection nearby. You could just pay attention to that intersection for... 10 minutes, and really notice the people, kind of people watch, see what people are wearing, how they're walking, their interactions. Again, all kinds of stuff going on that we usually overlook.
1: Okay, okay. Action point number two.
0: Well, this one does require a little bit more physicality.
1: You said climb a tree.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There, is it Thoreau? One of those nature guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Emerson...
0: Yeah, probably multiple of them. And, you know, it sounds mostly like a Muir thing. And I'm pretty sure it's Muir. 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 And he tells a story of climbing up a tree in the middle of a storm and just feeling the tree rock back and forth. In that experience that was waiting for him there right off the path, he certainly did not have to climb up the tree, but going up there gave him this life-changing experience that he wrote about and we remember now although we don't remember who wrote about it but and
1: didn't you tell me you should really know before you know you bring up a book or a quote yeah, or something. yeah yeah, yeah i was reprimanding cool you on there. that wasn't
0: i <laughs> <laughs> But any time you climb a tree, it's pretty amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. It definitely gives you a completely new perspective. And it gives you a new relationship. Because you're interacting with another living being on this planet. And trees are so
0: fascinating. There's so much going on in them. There's lichens. There's nests. Animals don't really register you as a human when you're up in a tree often. Yeah. So you'll get close encounters sometimes with birds or squirrels.
1: Well, and I think... You know, coming back to accessibility, if you're not capable of climbing a tree at this moment, hug a tree. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and listen to it and feel its bark and and get close up and personal and have a different experience that way.
0: There's a lot going around. There's a lot going on around trees, down in those roots, in the nooks and crannies of the bark. So yeah, if you can't climb, just get up there and hug, like you said.
1: (laughs) Action point number three
0: no path this is kind of like a game and it's fun to play with kids but you can do it as an adult as well and the basic idea is to go out into the woods and especially maybe in a place that you often tread so this could be a park and don't touch the paths pretend they are streams of lava
1: lava the paths are lava paths are lava (laughs) i do have to put out one caveat because this reminds me of a time we went off the path with a friend of ours. And we all just, maybe we talked about this before somewhere. We all just, one of us led for a while and explored, and then another one of us led for a while and explored. Do you remember this? And it was towards evening, and then another one of us led for a while. And we all (laughs) sat in these separate places and just did a sit spot as the sun set in the forest. It was beautiful. And then we realized, We were lost.
0: Completely and utterly lost.
1: Yeah, and we were actually lost all night long. But that's a different story. So just, (laughs) you know, maybe pick a place that you do know or, I was just saying.
0: Yeah. yeah, Don't get
1: lost necessarily. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) But waiting off that path, you're going to find all kinds of things. I can't count the number of times when I've just gotten off the path a little bit and found really cool rock, or a ravine, or an awesome tree, or tracks, oh, there's so much waiting for us there.
1: That's a good one, and a fun one. Okay, number four, wait, what?
0: Little World Spaceship. Spaceship? That's a spaceship? Yeah, so I carry a little spaceship figurine around sometimes in my uh, camera pack, and the idea with it is that it transforms my consciousness.
1: Yeah, I was looking at these notes here, and I really didn't think that spaceship was going to be a word that you were actually going to talk about, but well, here we, it is, and on the notes, and you're saying spaceship, you've got a baby spaceship.
0: Space is nature, baby. I mean, we could <laughs> move into aliens and UFOs on this, and we'd like, probably go way up in ratings. <laughs> we do a nature
1: podcast on aliens. Only if we for, only if we for surely were wearing our aluminum foil helmets. <laughs>
0: I prefer to call mine a cap.
1: <laughs> a cap. An alien yes. protection cap or what? Yeah, it
0: does help me from getting the messages.
1: <laughs> you, you already get messages.
0: Hey, leave I me alone. You're
1: already. totally special. <laughs> 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 okay, so tell me what you do with the spaceship. You fly it around?
0: You fly the spaceship around as if you are on an alien planet.
1: And you're the size of a person who would fit inside the spaceship? Yes. Ah, so it's almost kind of similar to one square foot. It but now is. you're imagining yourself
0: tiny. Wow. Yeah. So you get down there and you get into the tiny world. Now when you see, let's say a harvestman spider, a lot of people call them daddy long legs. Wow. You see that? It is huge. It's towering above you. Look at those giant long legs. It's unbelievable and amazing. And being also in an alien mindset helps you to see things fresh. right? If we all went to an alien planet, we'd be Wow, eyes wide, amazed, looking at everything. And when we take on that mindset, we can kind of capture the same thing here. You know, that
1: I think you could extrapolate into imagining that you were an alien that got plopped down here onto Earth and walk around as though you are an alien. Just on the streets and things and and notice, oh, that's a very interesting person or habit or creature or whatever. (laughs) And it's kind of fun to look at our quote human world through the eyes of someone else
0: yeah wow we wrote a book about that kind of so imagine well maybe we'll release that book in the next within the next year anyway imagine you're an alien and just look at one of your fellow human beings for a moment it's (laughs) eye-opening we are ridiculous looking creatures Really ridiculous. Not
1: as beautiful as a tarantula, let's say.
0: <laughs> Very good or point. Or as
1: graceful as a black panther. Or
0: no, we are weird.
1: Yeah, we we're pretty strange.
0: And then look at our activities for a little bit. You'll be freaked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we better get off this alien kick here. All right, all right. Okay, what's the next action point? This I don't one, even know what we're on now. This one, one is wholesome. One, two, three, four, five. Action point number five.
0: Barefoot, baby. <laughs> Barefoot.
1: Okay, barefoot.
0: Go barefoot? Yeah, why does that get us off the path? That actually keeps us on the path more, right? Barefoot? Yeah. (laughs) Well, what it does for most of us, unless you have massively conditioned feet like myself, what it does for most of us...
1: (laughs) Special, very special.
0: ...is it slows us down.
1: Oh, yeah, because if you're walking on, let's say, a rocky, gravelly path, and you're not used to that, then you're going to go pretty slow.
0: Yeah, and actually for most people, Becca, when they start out, even a regular path is going to be kind of uncomfortable.
1: Hey, you are talking to someone here who is a tenderfoot, so I am not making any judgments. I don't judge any of you out there because I am not... I know. I live with Kenton, who is
0: the most amazing
1: barefoot-conditioned man
0: ever. Thank you. Can you say that but again? But not me. I am deeper, a, though? <laughs>
1: I am a total wimp when it comes to barefoot. <laughs> though I really like the feeling, and so I think it is really valuable. Even if you're not going to walk, just take a moment. Get barefoot while you do the one-square-foot exercise. And, and feel the grass or get onto some moss or something. I mean, for heaven's sake, it doesn't have to be all about being manly. It just be about enjoying the feeling of your feet on the earth.
0: In fact, this doesn't really work if you have all conditioned feet. But if you don't, and you're just on the average path in the woods, take off your shoes and socks, or leave your socks on for a little bit of extra comfort, and you'll find that you walk more slowly, and that just being barefoot brings you into your senses. It's really difficult if you're feeling a little tender-footed, to be thinking about the meeting tomorrow at work. Yeah, that's true. You become automatically more aware. So it's this nifty little secret hack that will automatically get you into more awareness mode unless it hurts your feet so much that all you can think about is ow, ow, ouch, ouch. Which sometimes on certain paths is true. I highly
1: recommend warm mud puddles.
0: Warm mud puddles? Oh yeah. Wow, that's definitely off the beaten path.
1: It sounds so nice.
0: It, with your feet?
1: Yeah, with your bare feet. Oh, a warm
0: mud puddle. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. When I was a kid, I walked in muck. Okay. We don't need to go there. Then I got afraid of giant snapping turtles somehow <laughs> lurking down there in the muck and biting my feet off. I'm guessing that uh, your average
1: mud puddle's probably pretty safe. Y-
0: you never know what's down in those mud puddles.
1: Oh, this is true, this is true. You know, I do have to say- This kind of makes me think, thinking of mud puddles, that recently, this is just during the spring thaw we had last week, all the little kiddos that live around here were basically stripping down to their birthday suits and running through the puddles and bathing in the puddles. <laughs> and it just makes me think about spontaneity, which is sort of a little aside, but still related to off the beaten path, which is that if you've never put your feet into a mud puddle before go do it you know do a few things you've never done before you know what i mean especially if it's not going to hurt somebody else just enjoy it hey take off your socks and shoes if you're someplace and nobody can see you take off all your clothes yes i'm advocating taking off all your clothes in the middle of nature (laughs) and feel the sunlight on all of your body
0: wow yeah
1: be spontaneous and, and get some of that like woo
0: that is awesome yeah Boy, those kids were so fun to watch. Just reveling in the moment, in what they were doing. (laughs) Oh,
1: it's so cute. Oh my goodness. Okay, action point number six. And I'm looking at the notes again here and it's
0: crawling? Crawling, this one is especially good. If you, wait, spontaneity. You talked about spontaneity. What, was that bad? No, you know what we should tell people? What? Usually we have a little outline, but the only outline we have are seven little bullet points and those are our action points. Yeah. Otherwise, we've just been kind of going completely spontaneous off the cuff on this one. Yes.
1: It's fun, isn't it? It is fun. I yeah. like it. Yeah. It makes me think of spontaneous combustion for some reason, oh, which is yeah. not what I'm attempting to do right now.
0: Do you know that I actually had a fear of that for a while? Oh, <laughs> I saw I some. <laughs> I saw some movie. I can't remember what it was. And people were blowing up. You know what it was? I can almost remember. It's. It was a movie about a rock group what was it a rock group yeah oh we are really going off the deep end here i can almost remember it this is from my childhood becca and then all the members of the band slowly one by one were spontaneously i can almost remember the name of it too it wasn't quiet riot or something from the 80s at any rate, okay, so
1: if any of you out there know, please help my very special husband so that he doesn't lay awake all night trying to think <laughs> of this. Just send us an email or write it in the comments if you know the answer. It'll be like, today's special trivia question. <laughs> okay, so crawling. You're saying to crawl.
0: When you crawl on the ground, this is, again, especially fun with kids, you can start to think of yourself as an animal. So crawling does two things. First of all, it gets you down into another level in the understory so you start to see different parts of nature than you usually would see and you see the ground a lot more close up but also like the alien exercise the spaceship exercise it gets you into a different mindset if you let your mind go there so you can become a bear, or just a nondescript general animal Oh, the animal kids are doing this thing. all the
1: time. I'm yeah. a fox. I'm a gecko. I'm a black panther. Uh, and of course, Mirabelle. I'm a horse.
0: Yes. <laughs> and then the world's different for you. When oh, you're yeah. a horse, a log is not a log to step over. It is oh, a you jump. you jump it. For yeah. sure. Yes. So absolutely. So she interacts with the world differently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I see crawling. I can see it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Action point number seven.
0: The last action point is to go blindfolded.
1: Wow, how do you do that without snacking into a tree?
0: If we were smart business people here, now we'd have some affiliate link to MindFold. Blindfold <laughs> that we use with people. our forest months.
1: The MindFold does rock.
0: We ri- rely completely on the generosity of patrons. We don't do any of the tricks that people say, this is how you make some money, is you just drop a product thing and then have the little link down, Ah, oh, man.
1: I don't even get all that stuff.
0: You know what? I'd rather just go on the
1: kindness love of and kindness everywhere. of people. Yeah. We love you all. I just got to <laughs> say that. Now I'm feeling all tender and emotional. Oh,
0: look at you. Yeah.
1: It's just so sweet. And I love when people support each other. It's so neat. It's such a blessing to have communities. So I'm sorry. We were talking about the about blindfold, then we were talking about the mindful, which is really awesome. Yeah. Blindfold. How how did you not run into a tree? That's my question.
0: <laughs> well, you want to go slowly. Hike when, in a field when you're no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. You go into the woods. You can have your hands out in front of you to make sure you don't <laughs> smack into anything, or you can crawl blindfolded, which is a great way to do it. Now, don't lead with your head. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I you'll just smack into a tree. picturing some really bad things happening.
0: <laughs> but. The purpose of being blindfolded, whether it's out in nature or you try it in your regular life, for instance eating a meal.
1: <laughs> blindfolded or out in nature. Blindfolded.
0: Both. Well, sure. Do both. Totally, totally... eat
1: your food outside al fresco. Try it. It is so amazing. Like that's another action point, even though it's not. It's your extra bonus action point. For which we will only charge you what do we charge for
0: this? Oh, um, um, Right?
1: That's how you make money.
0: Hugs. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: But I'm saying, eat a meal outside. It's so amazing. Okay, back to you,
0: Bob. Uh, thank you. Roger. Thanks. Whoever. Kenton. Mary. Mary. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I know why I said Mary. Why? Because you're co- cousin, Bob and Mary. Bob so and that Mary. triggered oh, something. Wow. Unconsciously, yeah. I said Mary. We love you,
1: Bob and Mary. Oh. <laughs> Isn't
0: that weird how the mind works? Yeah. Yeah. Can you say Tangential. Tangential. I don't even know if this qualifies as tangential. We
1: are totally going all over the place. <laughs> this is like roller coaster in space. What, what were we
0: talking I'm about? being blindfolded. Oh. When you're blindfolded, it opens up your other Oh, yeah, other you were saying senses. eat a meal
1: blindfolded.
0: Yes. Yeah. When you eat a meal blindfolded, it will be a completely different sensory experience. I
1: thought you were going to say it would be a completely big mess.
0: <laughs> that it will be, if you can see it. And if you go for a walk, crawl, stumble through the woods, blindfolded, it will also be a completely different experience. You will smell things. Your sense of smell will come alive. Ooh, that's neat. You never experienced before. You will feel and touch things and wonder about them. It's especially kind of fun to resist the urge when you touch something interesting (laughs) to take down your blindfold and see, quote, what it is. Let the what it is be the sensations that you're getting with the blindfold on, and you're going to experience a different world.
1: That's a really great idea, because we want to label so many things. Everything. Basically, what is that? That's the first question. Give me a name, and then I can put it in a box. But if you just let the thing be what it is that you're sensing, yes, this is a strange, cold, squishy, slimy thing. That's what it is. <laughs> Who knows what it is, but that's what it is right now for me. That's yeah. so neat. If I love you can it. can
0: do that, and I think we're explaining it well enough that people might get it. I used to try to do this with forest monks. So we'd be in the mind fold and doing something, and they would hear something, and they would say, what is that? Mm. And the desire is either to pull down the blindfold and get a visual, but more importantly, to have our mind put a label onto something. Right. When we've labeled it, we're done experiencing it, we've figured it out, we can move on to the next thing. But if we don't label it, then we just have the sensory experience. So I'd often try to say, when they said, what is that, I'd say, it's what you're sensing. Mm-hmm. And if they could get that, then sometimes they would be plunged into this world of sensory experience. But It's hard to get because our mind really wants to just label things. The labeling is kind of like staying on the path. On the beaten path.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah. Staying on the beaten path. Yes. Yes. I'm saying that right. Uh, That's because I'm having a thought right now, which is that this totally makes sense for the rest of our life too, not just our time in nature. If we can stop labeling things, Mm. maybe we should spend a day blindfold at home with our kids or our, you know, our family or our spouse or just ourselves. And not label things. Yeah. And even in conversations, or especially when we're having a disagreement, don't just dump, jump to the labeling.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I have oh. one really brilliant idea. Okay. Why don't you just go with somebody who has vision, and then they can tell you if something's going to happen, like, oh, you're about to fall in the pond and swim through it.
0: That is advisable. And, and then, then you, you could probably switch. probably sure should said that.
1: <laughs> and then you could switch. Yes. You know? Like, yeah. Oh, don't go there, because that's a wild rose bush that you're about to go into. <laughs> You know, that kind of a thing. So, that's just my brilliant idea for the day. I was if you actually, go blindfold, take a friend.
0: Thank you for that, because I was taking that for granted. Because that's, of course, how we always did it at Rewild really well You, So, I just assumed that people would think, bring somebody with you. But, and you can do it alone. Just go slowly. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> wow, well, I kind of feel inspired. And I might be willing to go off the path with
0: you here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe let's crawl around a little.
0: Let's do it.
1: Okay, sweet. woo Oh, gosh, first, we have to say that we love all of you so much and that we want to hear about you and the things you do to stay off the beaten path in your life, to add novelty. How are you spontaneous? How do you get rid of labels? Just all that amazing stuff. Send us an email. Share with us in the comments. We love, love, love hearing from you and learning from you.
0: Love to you all.
1: Mwah.